I just got home from a long weekend backpacking trip in the Sawtooth Mountains, and it was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen, and I have seen a lot of beautiful places. We had a great experience. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that story today on our RapidEnergyHealing.com podcast, and of course, I'm going to turn it into a metaphor for life and tell you one really important, crucial aspect to living a beautiful, rewarding satisfying life. So here goes. We started at Pettit Lake at the Tin Cup Trailhead. We hiked up to Toxaway Lake and camped also at Twin Lakes. Went over a pass about almost 9,400 feet and there's beautiful trails and trees everywhere and so many lakes that half the lakes on the map do not even have a name. And there are these gorgeous, brilliant blue lakes set among this white granite and pine trees and birds and watching ducks dive for fish and everything. It was just, it was spectacular. And one of the really fun things, this is one of the things we love about backpacking, is that for a few days, as we walk 20 miles or however far we're going, we get to carry everything we need for survival on our backs. Like we bring our food, have our sleeping bag for warmth, a pad for the hard, rocky, sometimes ground, a tent for shelter, which came in handy because the first two nights it dumped so much rain. It rained so hard. And the first night had one of the best thunderstorms I can remember. I mean, it was crackling everywhere and it was some of the most crisp lightning I can remember. And it got fairly close, you know, within like you count one, 1,000, two, 1,000. So it was within half a mile as it passed. It was a really fast moving front. It was just gorgeous brought first aid kit in case I started getting a hot spot on one toe. So I just taped over that and it was fine. Water filter. And we got by and we got by very well. We ate very well and everything worked out great. And back to life, the essential things in life that you carry are not so much these outward possessions, although those can be nice if you've got a nice home or car or whatever, but they're the internal things, your attitudes and your perceptions. These are the best guarantee to live well, to adjust and adapt to changing conditions, and to make the most of the time you're given and wherever you're at and to have a beautiful time at it. For example, one of the most important healthy attitudes is to love yourself. Because when you do this, several things happen. You automatically fill your own bucket you know, so that your basic emotional needs get met. You also demand that other treat, other people treat you with respect. You don't put up with it. You don't just allow them to walk on you. It's, it's a natural result of loving yourself is self-respect. Also, loving and serving other people is a very – it's a meaningful thing. It provides a lot of beauty for life. They always say that, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. First, you need your shelter and your safety concerns and then some security and stuff. And it's up there at the pinnacle, it, you know, once you've got all those other needs met, the ultimate thing – as many people say, and as Maslow said in his later years, is to live for something beyond yourself, for service, for example, to make a difference, make a contribution to the outer world. And lots of studies they've been doing for the last decade or so just show this is true over and over again. So those are great attitudes and perceptions. But I want to make an important point here. You don't want to cling too tightly to any of those good attitudes. You don't want to make it always a fight. It, this reminds me of this fabulous, I'm going to call it, I guess, a poem from Taoism. Uh, I first read this on the wall of Beth, a friend of mine, when I was studying in Beijing, who was staying on the next floor down. And I loved it so much, she copied it down for me, and I put it in my book that I wrote about living in China. 
and it's called the Man of Tao. So listen to this and listen for how it says you should hold your beliefs and your perceptions and your values and kind of hold them, hold them loosely. It says, the man in whom Tao acts without impediment, so in other words, you know, the ideal man according to Taoism, harms no other being by his actions, yet does not know himself to be kind or gentle. The man in whom Tao acts without impediment does not bother with his own interests and does not despise others who do. He does not struggle to make money and does not make a virtue out of poverty. He goes his way without relying on others and does not pride himself on walking alone. While he does not follow the crowd, he won't complain of those who do. Rank and reward make no appeal to him. Disgrace and shame do not deter him. He is not always looking for right and wrong, always deciding yes and no. The ancients said, therefore, the man of Tao remains unknown. Perfect virtue produces nothing. No self is true self, and the greatest man is nobody. That's the translation by Thomas Merton, by the way. So you may not exact, you may not agree with all of that, and that's okay. Maybe you think to be great requires being known to really make a difference. You know, you don't have to agree, although someday you may come to realize that, that there is really a lot of wisdom in that. But at least consider its basic premise, its counsel to remain flexible in your thinking and your feeling. Because anything you cling too hard to anything, that's a limitation on you. And it, and it removes your ability to be wise, to wisely deal with each independent interaction with people or, or, or situation. So think about how this applies to you. Do you have anything that you just stand up for? Like if somebody violates it, it just makes you mad. Or something you say, no, we have to do it this way. And, and you get kind of inflexible about. Because if so, then there's an opportunity for you to find a little more flexible way of, of being with the world and with life. And probably find a better, finding a better way to live. And other people will find it easier to work with you, for example. Now, this does not mean that you need to change all of the ways you've been behaving. For example, you know, you should still take care of yourself, keep yourself safe, do good things. But the key is that if you realize that something makes you tense or angry or afraid or worried, that in those cases, even if you're going to choose the same actions, there is a better way to think and feel about it where it doesn't draw you down as, as you go about it. So let's go back to my little metaphor. The first two nights of our camping trip, as I told you, it just dumped rain. And we were prepared for that. We had a tent. We had a great waterproof shelter that kept us protected from that. But on the third night, it was clear. It wasn't even too cold. It was probably in the 40s, so it was quite comfortable. And we laid out the tent, ground cloth, and we just slept under the stars. And we made wishes on falling stars, and it was beautiful. And a deer wandered up within about 10 feet of us, and when it noticed this, all of a sudden it jumped backwards and just shook the ground underneath this. And it was fantastic. And luckily the bear that had left some scat nearby did not come and visit, because I don't know if we had our bear bag up quite high enough. So having that flex flexibility allowed us to enjoy the trip that much more. And when someone maybe disrespects you, sometimes it's wise to just use your internal sleeping pad, so to speak, to just cushion it and not let it bother you so much. Just kind of ignore it. If it's not something that's really going to cause you trouble, just let it go. If you occasionally get tired or hurt or blistered, if you're working really hard and marching along through life, doing your duty, for example, 
and it starts to wear on you like a blister, like you start getting a hot spot in your heel or your toe, maybe the thing to do is to pause and not keep marching on so diligently, which is a noble virtue, a great skill to have, but pause and just tape that up. Just give yourself a little first aid, give yourself a little break, and then you can move on down the trail much more pleasantly. If things have happened in the past which have been disturbing or caused pain or fears or something like that, if you can learn how to not cling to those things and just let them go, then your pack will feel lighter and you will enjoy your journey all the more. Now, some of these things, of course, easier said than done. And you may require help of a talented energy healer, for example, like someone here at rapidenergyhealing.com to help you do that. So if you need that help, don't hesitate to call because you're on the journey of life. You're on the path and it's meant to be enjoyed and not just suffered through. So don't waste your time so you can enjoy it. Here's kind of a poetic way of expressing how life is when you learn how to hold on to your values loosely and let go of things in the past. It's like allowing the universe to begin anew all around you in every moment. It's fresh, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. It's the way existence was designed and intended to be. And you can make that happen. So I hope you will, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you are well and happy and that everything goes your way and that life feels as beautiful as my trip in the Sawtooths was this last weekend. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you here next time.